are you, my darling? Oh, my God. What's up, everybody? It's Aaron <laughs> And Nicole. This is Dude That's Fucked Up. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, How fun was our anniversary episode? Oh, my God. I'm still oh dying. God. I'm. Di- it's so good. I, I what a treat. Uh, we there's still we didn't even get to we like have more stories to read. Yeah, yeah. We were going to maybe do them today, but then we're like, well, let it let it, give it a little breathing room. Yeah. Maybe like the next episode will be our continuation. Yeah. You know what? You know how people like have birthday like weeks or be- birthday months. Mhm. That's our anniversary. We're just going to keep partying, I think. Ooh, fun. I love it. You know? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, we just keep partying because it's our birthday. I mean, it's our anniversary month. It's our anniversary month. Uh, I love that. Me too. Um, I don't think that's like obnoxious. Like, you know, some people are like, oh, it's obnoxious when people do that, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't mind. It's only obnoxious if you have to. It's only obnoxious if you make people do everything with you and spend a bunch of money on you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what is this? Like. Are you getting married? Like, what's yeah. happening here? Yeah. yeah. You're you're a grown adult. Like, yeah. like I don't know. I mean, like, it's like how, you could have a couple things, but it's not, it, you know, it can't be like, okay, and then we're doing this dinner, and then we're doing brunch, and then we're going on this little retreat, and then we're doing, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't like you that much. <laughs> like, I, I'll take any excuse to celebrate and be, and have fun, and like, yeah. somebody's like, I want to go out to dinner, I want to do this, it's like, all right, I'll take any excuse, but yeah. You know, I don't know. It's just like we don't we don't need to do all that. I know. know. I was going to say if it's more than I would do for myself on my birthday, that's not good. But I I pretty I'm pretty low key about that stuff. So that's not even fair because people like to go. True. I haven't celebrated my past. I haven't celebrated my past two birthdays. So yeah, like at all. (laughs) No. Well, I mean, the pandemic was to blame mostly for that. But like, yeah, yeah. Not with friends anyway. Maybe just mm. family. Yeah, sort yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, is that a celebration? Yeah. You know? It's like when you're <laughs> when you're when you're coming around the corner on 40, it's like, what is this? We're... Yeah. Oh, but 40, I'm going fucking oh, 40? to the walls. Dude, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but it is something big. Oh. I might spend like a month in Europe or something. It's no, no one Absolutely. knows yet. Yeah, we don't know yet, but like something good has to happen to me soon because <laughs> I know I'm really yeah. just a uh, uh, bottom of the barrel. I'm reaching for like good, fun, happy times every day. And there's like a whisper of it left. And I'm like, OK, well, I guess. It's like it's like that Disney cartoon where there, it's the Mickey and the Beanstalk and they get the bean and they're like slicing it paper thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like every day I have to just sliver off so, like a little bit of happiness and hope and be like, I hope this lasts till tomorrow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Uh, oh dear lord. Yeah. Um, well, you got some you got some fun stuff on the I do, on the yeah. agenda coming up. True. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, we're. Uh, we're going to we're going down to town tomorrow to go meet up with Pete's twin brother and his wife and go to a concert. So oh my god, it's gonna be so great. Yeah. That'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be nice to get away. But you know, it's so stressful until the very last minute, and um, mm-hmm. I've really crammed in a lot, like so much. So I'm like, oh god, I just have to get through these next like twelve hours. 
Mm-hmm. And then I'm be on vacation. Um, not even. I still have to do some work when I get there. But honestly, I'm kind of like looking forward to that because I'm gonna like be like, okay, well, I need to go up to the room, and then I can just go up there and be by myself for a little bit. And yeah, like, I love baking stuff. Like you know, alone time yeah. and to you know travel. Yeah, time. It's so I love nice. doing that. Yeah, I know. It's a good uh, a good boundary to set. Well, well, we wanted to th- um, say thank you for all the listeners to yes. us again last week because it was just so lovely and fun. Yeah, and as I mean, keep sending them in. You know, oh, we'll yes, please. we'll do more listener stories in the future, and we bookmark them for for future use. So mm-hmm. just make sure that you let us know if we can use uh, use it on the show, and yeah. you know, if you want to remain anonymous, keep keep that uh, in mind too. Yeah. Let us know pronouns all all the jazz pronouns yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah so uh five years man oh my god what a what a ride what a ride it's yeah. pretty wild i know totally it's so weird yeah um let's see any more business mm, i don't think so i guess we could say from last week oh we could say that if you are if you like to listen to podcasts on Spotify, they now have mm-hmm. a video feature and we are part of their beta. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have our YouTube channel. We record a visual. Um, we do like a video cast as well as a podcast every week. Yep. And so um, you can now watch us having this conversation on Spotify, which is very cool. Yeah, like if you already listen to this podcast on Spotify, if you already use Spotify, yeah. if you open our podcast, like our, you'll there'll just be a video playing of us also. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so cool. It'll be mm-hmm. for the last episode and this episode, and then we're gonna go back and add um, former episodes, but we don't have a timeline for that. But this episode, you can watch us. And then what's cool is like when you minimize the app and stuff. You know, if you're watching on YouTube and you like need to go do something and you just want to keep listening but you're not watching it if you like lock your phone it stops but Mm -hmm. if you but with spotify it doesn't do that it just switches into the audio mode Mm -hmm. so it's very cool yeah it's super super cool yeah and we get to be a part of the early like kind of we're early adopters to this like as podcasters so oh my gosh not even some not even you know who's doing it. I don't know who. You, you know who. He put the know. hole in butthole. <laughs> Bro Schmogan. <laughs> Blow Frogan. Yeah. That sounds like a frozen yogurt. Chode, Chode Hogan. <laughs> He's already a person. It's His Hulk Hogan's Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Hulk, Hulk Hogan's Hogan's son. Oh. <laughs> Chode uh, Hogan. They're like, Chode I'm sorry, Hogan. the people in the hospital when Chode was born, they're like, Do you mean Chad? And he's like, No. No, it's Chode. It's, it's a family Chode. name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family name. Uh, oh my God. Well, um, I think yeah, that's good for the biz. Uh if you want to become a patron to see the cameo that we uh, oh have, God. it's up. So you can become a patron and watch it. I'm still on cloud nine. I watch it every day. <laughs> uh, we sent it to our friend. Uh, uh-huh. Shout out to Jesse, who we love so much. So and much. She loved it so much. And she she's the only person I told before. Well, and Pete knew because I bought it and was like, guess what I just did? <laughs> 
<laughs> so good. <laughs> he was like, oh, no, what? And I was like, no, it's a good thing. Um, but Jesse loved it, and it was so fun. Uh, yes. <sighs> um, okay, what else is going on? Uh, anything uh, fucked up for you this week? Um, no, we just – I'm so glad we almost had an issue with, like, moving our podcast oh, onto yeah. a different hosting platform, and then I think I sent enough emails <laughs> – Something something got like something got yeah. flagged because I yeah. was sending emails. I was like reaching out to support through the website. I was reaching out to support in the chat on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, I really was like, huh. we're just letting ourselves known on the on the new platform. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, hey, we just started here. We're like the new people who can't yeah. figure anything out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, but it's very fun. And yeah, it's where it all worked out. Hopefully we'll see tomorrow when our this week's episode comes out our anniversary episode if it ends up fingers crossed yeah yeah we'll troubleshoot it if not and if you guys notice any issues like just shoot us a note and we will troubleshoot yeah yeah Yeah. Um, all right what do you have anything fucked up this week um my only thing that's fucked up is that i i did have something i didn't write it down and i forgot (laughs) it and so that led me to that reminded me of the fact that I have no short-term memory anymore. Like, you know, just because like having like a six month old baby, it's like the fuck man. You're just like constantly, I don't know. You're like, you're you're living in the, in the now all the time. Yeah. So like DJ has asked me to do like 50 things and I just cannot do them, you know, like little stuff like, um, Hey, can you like, bring up the laundry when you come upstairs or hey can you um you know move the car to the other side of the street so we don't get a ticket for street sweeping or you know like shit like that where it's like basic stuff and I can't where like if you don't do it in the moment you just like don't remember exactly Yeah. yeah yeah or like hey can you like send a text to your mom to remind her about this like I just simply cannot accomplish it oh Oh my god unless i set you know damien down while in the moment which is not gonna happen you know what i mean like it's like i got i'm like holding him and trying to like take a drink of water or just something stupid like that where it's just like i can't i can't do it oh my god i sucks yeah sucks to suck dude (laughs) dude it's i've been like making lists again like you know, because I've been kind of the same. It's like, I can't remember what I needed to do. And it's like, I'll be like, ooh, that's important. I need to remember that. And then, of course, I do not remember that. It's like, it's like memento. Like, I yeah. just need to, like, start, like, tattooing things all over myself or, or, or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or, or you know, I used to do, I used to set alarms on my phone all the yeah. time. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good tactic. It's good, but it also is extremely anxiety-inducing. So, oh. you know, I just. Yeah. I'm just letting it ride right now. I'm I'm going to see I I think I'm only going to do like one more month. I'm going to give myself the excuse of like having oh, a, a baby. A newborn. Yeah. Yeah, to like, you know, and then yeah, I'm going to yeah. have to like whip myself into shape for the the good of my relationships and, <laughs> you know, productivity in my own life. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To really uh yeah, to to do cuz it's do more. Cuz something 
because something's gonna happen where I like forget something big you know what I mean like I'm it's all these small things and yeah I don't know with big stuff I'm like pretty good at I'm like oh, I got that like that's like the thing that's top of mind whatever and it's yeah, like yeah. underlying all of my other activities but like I don't know I just Ugh. I can't Is- it's like am I gonna forget to pick Jack up from school one day I hope not oh no you'll you'll be like where's Jack mm-hmm. you'd re- you'd know it's you know you'd be like where is he? <laughs> would I? I don't know. I, I would don't just, know. It would be. It would be more like, what time is it? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah. I look up at the clock and it's like five. Ah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. He's exactly. just waiting there with his little lunch pail outside. Can you, no, they would. They'd call, call. me, but you yeah. know, still. Yeah. It's. That's not good. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Well, let's see. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta do a show. Let's talk about a topic. To let's that do we a got show. Going on to, yeah. Oh my god. This is a listener submitted one. We never heard of it. So thank you to the listener mm-hmm. who suggested this topic. But it's very fun. Um, it sounds very fun. Oh, yeah. It sounds fun. It sounds fun. <laughs> it's very fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's There's fun details about it where you're like, mm-hmm. oh, no. Oh, dear. Well, so in the 1980s, the most dangerous job in Glasgow, Scotland, Glasgow. Glasgow wasn't it wasn't being a police officer it wasn't being a secret agent with like the scotland yard it wasn't Mm. being like a a blood sausage maker or like what's part of an english breakfast yeah blood sausage right yeah tomato wrangler yeah it wasn't being the where you like sear it wasn't mashing potatoes it wasn't being a banger or a masher it was Mm. uh it was being an ice cream truck driver Mm mm-hmm who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? Uh, and this episode is all about, if you're familiar with ice cream trucks in Scotland in the 80s, um, then you would know that this is about the Glasgow ice cream wars. This, that's what this episode is. It sounds so fun to me. It, it sounds-, sounds like cute. Oh, my God. Oh, my like, God. Were they just making weird flavors over there? <laughs> like, what's happening? Who oh, yeah. Like- <laughs> it's like innovation. is like, and then this one put bubblegum gum. Ball, yeah. like gumballs in their ice cream and it blew everyone's minds and then they won yeah. the war. Yep. It's like, no, it's way Mm-mm. more violent than that. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Which also, like, Glasgow is uh been known as a very violent city for hundreds of yeah. years at this point. It's better now, we should say. Like, you know, it's like a t- fine tourist destination and stuff like that. And I really want to go there. Me too. Um, but it has a very long history of violence and has been crowned Europe's most murderous city multiple times. Miss mm. Congeniality, she is not. Damn, bitch. She is not. This is not Scotland's this best race. This is not RuPaul's race. race. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah. yeah, this is not uh, RuPaul's best country race. Um, mm-hmm. Most nicest country race. It is... Uh, it's really fucked up there and like you know how they say what is this saying don't bring a knife to a gunfight or don't bring a gun to a knife fight don't bring a knife to a gun fight okay well fucking bitch glasgow brought both every fight yeah, they're like, they were like we, we got, got everything yeah, we got a bazooka we got a, we got we a got knife it. i got an axe like yeah i got a, I got I, sand yeah, I got to hook. throw in your face yeah, yeah yeah i got a hook i got a molotov i got brass cocktail. knuckles yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think probably people listening have heard of a Glasgow smile, but, 
that it was like a way that people maimed each other in Scotland for a period of time. And they would like cut the corners of your mouth, like either one or both sides. And oh, God, it is horrific. And there's like famous actors that have those scars. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Where they were in Scotland or even in certain parts of London, too. Like there's a a Chelsea Chelsea smile. Like there's like it has a lot to do with like the soccer or the football hooligans that are like there's like rivalries and like in the past they were like really really violent really really bad I mean they still brawls still happen between rival football clubs but like yeah you know because everybody's getting fucking shit-faced all the time I mean this is the thing because that's it's like why is Scotland so volatile why is Glasgow in particular, such a volatile mm-hmm. city and such a murderous city. Mm-hmm. Um, Shantae, murderous you stay. flaps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> murderous. Why are their flaps so murderous? Uh, and it, it is, you know, the perfect mixture of heavy drinking, football rivalry, poverty, unemployment, like mm-hmm. everything. Um, and so, and, and we're talking about the 80s today, we should clarify. Uh, but there's been a long history of violence in that city. Yeah, I feel like nobody was doing well in the 80s, except for like finance bros in New York, which not doing well either. They were just all on cocaine. But, you know, like like suburbs, I feel like the white suburbs of the 80s were like really happy, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like the eighties. It was, uh, it was rough for everybody around the world, mm-hmm. and everything was really. I just coming off the seventies, very dirty, grimy, you know, kind of, you know, just this. I don't know, blah. This film of blah was yeah. all over everything still. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, there was a, there was a lot of like you said, um poverty in Mm. this part of Scotland at the time and uh there was there was like a lot of um affordable housing that had popped up in Glasgow um they called this housing schemes and this is where a lot of these like battles these like turf wars happened which were the ice cream quote-unquote ice cream wars (laughs) of the 80s um it's so silly it sounds so silly, but like we'll give we'll tell you exactly why. Yeah, it's called this. Um, so housing schemes, which are similar to housing projects in the U.S., mm. were mostly built in like the 1960s, and I think the idea of them was to like have this like affordable housing that was going to be like nobody was going to be unhoused, nobody was going to be in these old, uh, dangerous tenement housing that was all over Europe. At the, you know like through the past couple hundred years that had like just never went away. Um, And so the tenement housing was dangerous because nothing was to code. And, you know, it was just like very, very, very poor, very, very, very dangerous, very, very, very uh, unethical to have people living in this type of situation. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah. And, uh, And this is like, again, in this, this is all the idea of this uh, housing project or or the housing schemes was, I think, intended well in the 1960s. The way that they did it, though, was 
you have to do it on the cheap. It's like government funded. And a lot of times they just only set aside enough money to like actually just build the the wall. Like it's like so basic. So basic, very Spartan. But they didn't plan any other development around these places. Like they didn't invest any any money into the community aside from just the housing. So the city planner was out that day. They're yeah, like, they're, yeah, yeah, we're not going to make anything convenient to this area. No. So because it's like they're for low income families, they just like we're like, well, they have like a place to live. That's enough, isn't it? Well, no. Yeah. I mean, you got to like make sure that there's things that people can access like grocery stores and, yeah. you know, just basic sh- shop and conveniences. Yeah. Um, so that was something that was not available. They mm-hmm. put these uh, these housing schemes kind of like on the outskirts of the city, mm-hmm. like kind of like out just in no man's land, yeah. like in the suburbs, basically what we would think of the, as the suburbs. Yeah. Kind of with the opposite of how we have uh, in housing projects or the projects yeah. here in the States. They're usually inner city. Um, but that's all due to like white flight and, you know, yeah, that's a whole, whole nother city situation and, and issue involving racism and, you know, and economics that are more specific to the U S but, um, kind of the same, kind of the same idea. So basically in both situations though, there's limited, uh, options for fresh food, uh, and then also that's compounded by the lack of transportation to the areas that have those types of shopping centers and more, mm. you know, well-to-do areas. Um, like what just, we call a food desert now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Food, it's called food, it should be called food apartheid because of the intersectionality of how it all like oh. affects, how it's all like built on, you know, racism and yeah. like, and all these other other factors that just aren't even specific to just like food itself but like the supply chain and like how and why these places are put where they are and so mm-hmm. like redlining all this shit so it's yeah. very 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 uh there's a lot to it but that is another mm-hmm. topic for another day oh my god yeah 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 but yeah it's the same same kind of concept same shit goes into this and so what these people in Glasgow were doing um in their little housing schemes was they would have, they would have people who would roll up on an ice cream truck vendor, like the ice cream truck vendors would roll up and bring people, you know, all the basic necessities that they needed. It's brilliant. Like not just ice cream. Like they, like they had the ice cream, but also other stuff. Yeah. They use their trucks to just like be a mobile kind of like little, uh, shopping, little like general store basically yeah. for people that were in these housing projects a little bodega on wheels exactly oh yeah. my god um, with a cat in it maybe i would hope so i would um, hope <laughs> yeah so yeah they had ice cream and you know tampons um oh. and you know like just like shit like that like yeah toilet paper and toothpaste and fucking dental floss like shit that you need yeah that you're like, I am out of, I need to wipe my ass with something. Oh, my God. I I can't drive 20 miles right now. Like, my cousin's borrowing the car for his job right now. Like, yeah. you know, shit, shit like where you just don't think about it. And it's just like, oh, well, there's no fucking grocery store here because they hate poor people. And they didn't even think to build us a fucking, gro- yeah, build yeah. these next to a grocery store or city center. So, yeah, cool. Thanks a lot, guys. Um, 
So yeah, that's that was the that was the solution though was these ice cream vendors came to the rescue with all these like basic necessities loaded yeah. in addition to their ice cream loaded up on the on their little trucks. Hmm. Um but then um it it sounds dope like honestly very innovative, very smart, great solution, but of course people got gross with it and started selling <laughs> stolen goods like <laughs> cigarettes and you know yeah. other weird shit. And sometimes drugs out of these ice cream trucks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which makes sense because this is a thing that is not, um, I don't know. Have you guys seen the movie Friday? (laughs) (laughs) Why? What What happens in that? What up, Big Worm? Like, Big Worm is like the the guy who sells drugs from the ice cream truck. And that's how they get in trouble. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's not like a new thing. It's not a new thing and it's not yeah. specific to Glasgow, but you know. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. I mean, honestly, it's like you already have such a good cover. Totally. Like no one's going to think, oh, the ice cream man selling drugs or stolen goods or whatever or like doing fuck shit. It's like, mm-hmm. no, it's ice cream. It's so. It's angelic. so innocent. It's so and innocent unless you're lactose intolerant. Yeah. You then know, it's like, Ooh. Yeah. Then it's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah it's like okay and I love the idea of like oh there it was like a place where they didn't have any you know there was no conveniences in terms of like they could go down to a store and quickly pick something up it's like yes put it in the the van you're already going through that neighborhood and now you could get more business by selling toilet paper and ice cream yep exactly it's great and it, for a while in the 80s, this was a very lucrative, uh, uh, like, gig, you know, to be able yeah. to, like, have have a van. And so there was all these, uh, you know, companies that had these ice cream vans that started, you know, doing this convenience store oh. basically on wheels. Yeah. And um, so, and it was, like, legit for a while. But then, you know, like, people started doing some illicit stuff with like while they were at it Mm -hmm. um and there were you know there were isolated incidences of of drug dealing including heroin um but a lot of the like really you know what all this all the like hype about the drug dealing was like very exaggerated by the press at the time yeah just like the war on drugs you know just like they always they always had to make it sound 10 times worse than it actually was like there was drugs but it wasn't like yeah like you know, whatever. Um, like, I think there was an, in, uh, yeah, it's like, it's like a news report. It's like, boop, 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 breaking news. Mr. Softy has been arrested. Like, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Softy himself was selling cocaine. It's like, what? No, like one truck was doing some fuck shit. Like, yeah, not it all was the like, trucks. Not all the trucks were doing this. And it's Hashtag like, you not know, all trucks. not all trucks. It's like, <laughs> but, but, you know, there was... Uh, some bad apples and yeah, it yeah. was spoiling the whole bunch so yeah, um and they were also like i said they were making good enough money just yeah. doing the like selling the basic goods um so anyway yeah so this uh this started getting a little heat- heated up over time mm-hmm. uh through the 80s um some like some of these van companies kind of declared their territories it throughout this the this area in Glasgow mm. and we're like don't fucking come over here this like block to, this block is our territory our vans are going to run through this and if you come over here we'll fuck your shit up <laughs> and that is basically what happened like um 
if you tried to if you tried to come in somebody's territory, you would get fucking punched in the face or your van would get like yeah bricks thrown at it or something i don't know um they'd they'd give you the the they'd give you the summertime spongebob it's that thing of where they fuck up your face so bad you look like a melted spongebob popsicle popsicle yeah yeah (laughs) that wasn't a thing then but what there probably was was a hello kitty one or something in the 80s yeah i feel like something had a face Mickey or yeah. something. Mickey. I feel like Mickey was Yeah, the, I think it was a Mickey like, face. Yeah. Or like the bomb pop was just all melted together instead of like being like separate, you know, just like red, white, and blue. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, in a episode of this show, the BBC invest this BBC inve- investigative series Trial and Error, mm-hmm. uh, they looked specifically into this like this era, this time, and this court case that we're about to talk about that um, related to the ice cream wars, where like a guy who used to you know go around and fuck up other people's vans, he was a convicted van smasher recalls that the ice cream van gangs used rocks, knives, axes, and anything to defend anything else to defend their mobile drugs and treat vans. Bitch, do you, are you talking about Frank Falloon? Yeah, Frank Falloon. I wrote his name way down in the notes somewhere else because I was like, I was like, Frank Falloon, convicted van smasher or whatever. He was a convicted <laughs> van smasher. Fucking Frank, man. Yeah, he was a hit, uh, like not a hitman. He was like, he was like the muscle of the muscle. of the he of was a muscle of the, the operation of the operation, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Frank Falloon. <laughs> so yeah, so even though like not all of these vans were selling drugs, the illicitness and the 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 all the kind of industry around the illicitness grew so much that they had to that Glasgow had a local task force uh, called the Serious Crime Squad. But it became known as the Serious Chimes Squad. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> After the ice, it, because of the ice cream truck jingles coming oh out of the God. speakers, oh and God. also they fucking sucked ass at their jobs, so it was like they weren't taken very seriously. <laughs> oh, we got local Chime Squad over. Yeah, I don't know. That's not a Scottish accent, no. but you know, it's oh, we got I- local. <laughs> Ch- the serious chime squad over here. <laughs> fucking, fucking chime squad. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Scotland by way of Boston. Um, <laughs> I mean, a lot of Scottish people. Well, that's Irish. Never yeah, mind. I think so. No. But it's all Never close, mind. you know. It's all close, yeah. I yeah. can't even. I looked up how to pronounce some of the names we're going to get to later, and I've already forgotten. But, like, okay. it, I was practicing, but I it's going to go poorly. Yeah, well. I mean. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> it couldn't, couldn't have been any worse than what I just did. So. <laughs> no, it could. <laughs> That's nice of you, but it absolutely could. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we got the serious chime squad over here. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. It's so funny. Serious okay. chime squad. Is that good? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty okay. good. Okay. Oh my god. All right. Oh. Oh. 
it's only going to well, go downhill from here. It's only going to go downhill when it's going to go downhill for the for the Glasgow of- right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's real. It's real rough. Well, mm. so shit's getting bad all through the eighties. Like they, these yeah. fuckers are throwing rocks at each other, hit, hacking up their other vans with with axes, slashing tires, just generally like mayhem, chaos, fucking. I don't know. Like it's just, yeah. it's just, it's just wild. It's um, years of this too, and it's bad. And it's like yeah. also like this involves children because who sees a ice cream truck and like wants to go get an ice cream from it mostly kids you know so there's always like kids around and shit it's just real bad and it's yeah it started like in the late 70s right but it got like really bad in the early 80s and and like i mean yeah the the police were not able to do much about it yeah because they really were doing a community service but just like the mob you know where it was like the mob would would protect certain businesses and give, yeah. you know, families money that need that were struggling and stuff like that. So it's just like, I don't know. It was yeah. all all of one one of those situations where it gets very muddled, and yeah. then the police become ineffective because they end up getting they're part of it. They're part of it. Yeah, yeah. and so, it's just real intertwined and deep. Yeah. So in the eighties, in the early eighties, uh, was when things were like pretty gnarly, and at one point. There was a kid named Andrew Doyle who was 18 years old um, who worked for one of these uh, ice cream truck companies. And he was bringing all the, the ice cream and necessities to the people, of, uh, you know, to the, the housing schemes in Glasgow. And he really was just selling ice cream and necessities. He was not selling drugs. He was like one of the like non criminal ones doing this job which but you know what that means they want to get to you yeah they're like okay we see this kid out here yeah and we want to cut cut. yeah we see you in our territory Mm -hmm. but you're not making you're not moving drugs so we need we need you to be doing that um and so by some accounts trouble for him began when he refused to sell drugs um and some other people say, say he was, like, operating in the housing schemes without permission. Uh, but whatever the case, he made some enemies of some really shitty people. Uh, he was intimidated, threatened, and assaulted. Um, well, and, and it's, like, without permission from the gangs. Like, right. Like, he didn't need anyone's permission legally. No, he, like, yeah. but but it was, like, he probably was, like, I need to make money. Yeah, I like I got it. It's like a good spot. Yeah. So yeah. yes. And who and when you're not in the organized crime syndicate, you don't really know what the boundaries are, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you might like sort of, but yeah. He just who knows? he I th- who's to say? He was an 18-year-old kid. Yeah. Um so in February of 1984, someone someone came up to his van and shot through his windshield at him, but missed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, very scary. Mm-hmm. Like somebody just straight up comes and shoots at you, and then you're leaves. lucky enough to survive it. Yeah, and leaves, yeah. and you're lucky enough to survive it. Uh, he though he didn't. It didn't phase him. I mean, it maybe it did, but he just kept selling mm. in the in the same area after that. Um, maybe he just like didn't realize how 
dangerous these turf wars were or he just like wasn't that easily intimidated or yeah. he just was desperate to make money because he just kept selling like I said in out of his truck still mm. despite being shot at um Ugh. and maybe that was just like how life was then you know for the, in this area and it was just like oh yeah I got shot at today well oh well you know what I mean like yeah fuck, like dude I mean that these like ice cream wars were already going on for a while so and yeah, maybe like you, he'd already seen some bad shit and was just like, oh, or maybe like his family needed his help. You know, yeah. He's, like maybe he was like Charlie Buckets or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like he it was the one going out and doing the thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Or everybody back at home that like couldn't go out and work or whatever. So, yeah, maybe he didn't well, have a choice. Well, he's he kept at it, and unfortunately for him, mm-hmm. um, on the in the early hours of April sixteenth of nineteen eighty four, um, he, he was at home with his family, sleeping in their family home in Glasgow's uh, Ruchesi. Name I don't know if I'm saying that right. Oh, that's what I looked up. Ruchesi. <laughs> it looks like a German word. Yeah, I think it's Ruch. Uh, Rukazi. Rukazi. Yeah. Rukazi. Yeah. Rukazi neighborhood. It looks like, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. not We're, a word I'm sorry. familiar with. Yes. <laughs> so sorry about that. Um, Rukazi neighborhood and. Oh, Rukazi. Yeah, you're Rukazi? right. Rukazi? Yeah, 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 Rukazi? yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter, but yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> sure. I don't know. It's Rukazi. Rukazi. Yeah. Um, I think that's right. Yeah, that that's the neighborhood that his family lived in, and <laughs> it was targeted for arson. People, some fuckers, uh, doused like the front area of the house with gas and lit it. And mm. um, this was most likely meant to just scare him. Mm. Um, unfortunately, though, this caused a huge fire that killed him as well as his brothers Daniel and Anthony. Oh. Um, I think. Anthony was only 14. Um, His sister, Christine, and his nephew, Mark, who was only 18 months old, uh, and his father, James. His mother, Lillian, and and two of his other brothers survived. Oh, my God. This is like, I know that, like, gangs and the mobs and all that stuff do, like, really fucked up shit. But, like, I feel like even Tony Soprano would be, like, that's bad you know what i mean yeah we don't fucking we don't kill He's kids like, we don't kill kids yeah we don't set a house of a family a that's full family on fire. fire yeah yeah it's so hard and it's also like i never understood this about like gangs sending a message like how is he supposed to know the messages don't sell ice cream like it's not yeah. that clear to me maybe it is i mean you know i mean they he, did he, shoot try to shoot him and also like he like there could have been people that like he knew in the community who would come up to him and be like you need to not be here tomorrow like you know like they could have had conversations and he could have known that like people or like why go to all this trouble where you might accidentally kill people why don't you just like sabotage the fucking ice cream van he drives stab a tire sabotage like rip the fucking catalytic converter out like what do you like come on you're right what it's so over the top it's so extra it's like very very like fucking 
I don't know, like like angry theater white kid male. or something. Yeah. <laughs> They're oh, no. not necessarily the same, but they could be. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, but you know what I mean? It's just like these, yeah. it's like, do, have these guys just like seen too many movies or do they think they are in a movie? Like, yeah. just trying to be like, this is a good idea to like send a message. It's I don't so know. so dumb. It just does not make sense to me. I know. And it's, unfortunately, it was very, had very tragic outcome. Yeah. Um, and. Sad. Yeah, so this horrible fire happened, and the ensuing pu- public outrage at the deaths was very, very intense. Mm-hmm. Um, Strathclyde Police, which I guess is the police department in that area, yeah, um, arrested several people over the following months, um, but they eventually charged six people. Four were tried and convicted of offenses relating to the vendettas, which like vendetta. It was like one guy who was like, I don't know. It's so dumb. It's like this is not even like, I don't know. He wasn't even involved. Like he wasn't even a part of like the war. Yeah. It was just like he was just selling in territory that and refused to sell drugs, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. There's probably more to the story. Obviously, there always is, but like, yeah, it's just like very much. It's very over the top. Um, so yeah, four were tried and convicted of offenses relating to the vendettas, and then the remaining two, Thomas T. C. Campbell and Joe Steele, were tried for the murders, um, convicted unanimously, and sentenced to <gasps> life imprisonment, um, of which they were to su- serve no fewer than 20 years, according to the judge's recommendation. Ooh. So, yeah. Um, but there were some issues with this conviction. Mm. Um, and over the course of 20 years, a court battle was waged by Campbell and Steele, um, and it became one of the more contentious in Scottish legal history. And in the later words of Campbell's uh, solicitor, or I guess attorney um, in our, our neck of the woods, uh, mm. Amer Anwar, quote, 20 years of hunger strikes, prison breakouts, demonstrations, political pressure, solitary isolation, prison beatings, and legal fight after fight. This, Ooh. like is what happened in those 20 years. It was um, very intense for these guys who swore that they did not commit these, this murder, these murders. Yeah. Um, Yeah. um, And so the crown's case that that's the, you know, government's case against Mm. Campbell and Steele was made, was comprised of of three pieces of evidence. Mm. Um, a witness named William Love said that he'd overheard Campbell and Steele and others in a bar discussing how they would like to, quote, teach Fat Boy, that was Doyle's uh, nickname, yeah. Fat Boy Doyle, a lesson by setting fire to his house. Uh, that was one piece of evidence. Very um, damning. Very damning, but also very circumstantial. Mm-hmm. Um And then the other piece of evidence was that the police stated that Campbell had made a statement recorded by four officers that, quote, I only wanted the van windows shut up. The fire at Fat Boys was only meant to be a frightener, which went too far. Mm. So frightener is like a intimidation tactic. Yeah, yeah. It's like like, a nickname for it. This is where I put the note about Frank Falloon, the convicted (laughs) van smasher. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the frightener, like, I kind of like 
the title. Yeah, I like the sounds- idea of this job. Yeah, like, but be creative with it, you know? Be creative and don't take it all the way. You're just there to frighten. You're not there. Don't hurt anybody. Don't, don't hurt, hurt anybody. anybody. Yeah, that's not, yeah. you're not the hurter. You're not the punisher. You're the frightener. You're the frightener. Yeah. You're the amuse-bouche to the punisher, you know? It's like, you're the uh, the the hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> like, leave a threatening note. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slash some tires. Don't hurt anybody. God Dress damn up it. in a ghost costume. Yeah, yeah, you know, Ghostface Killer. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's so many things you could do to frighten someone um, that aren't killing them. Because that just like stand it, behind them at the grocery store too close, you know, like credit card them with your hand or something. That's yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah. That would be scary. <laughs> or like <laughs> run past them really fast late at night and then hide behind a bush and then they're like, "What the fuck?" You know, go, go to a Home Depot and go down an aisle that's very quiet. No one's in it except one other person. Go up to them. And fart really loud so they get startled and then run away. (laughs) Startle them with a fart. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a frightener. My God. Startle them. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah. So that was the the police statement. And then the the third piece of evidence is also another police statement saying that they had photo a photocopied A to Z street map of Glasgow on which Doyle Doyle's house in Bankin Street was marked with an X, which was they found in Campbell's flat. Ooh, yeah. And we, I think we already kind of said this up top, but when with this gang violence and like Scotland's history of violence, the cops were like very not on, the not on the- <laughs> yeah, not on the cop side always sometimes playing both sides but also everything was so contentious they were just involved in like heightening everything all that like they weren't de-escalating no i mean well, yeah what, yeah i mean they don't yeah. um they typically don't so but yeah. but you know they were just kind of like it was all everyone was addicted to the chaos you know what i mean everyone's yeah. just like in it and they just like keep serving it well, and it's like once you join the ranks of a police department where that is what the fucking vibe is, where you're right. like, you know, you're nobody who's going to check me, boo. You, I, That's like the <laughs> second episode I've said that in. But, you know, yeah. like that's like that's the vibe. Like nobody's like who, yeah. who, who is going to keep these guys in line. They're nobody. like toxic masculinity. We love her. Also, yeah. um you're in the right place if that's what you want to exercise cuz we got we got a lot of it. Yeah, check our evidence lockers. There's so much cool shit in there. Like, what do you yeah. want? We got it. But we've done all the drugs, so. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, or we um, them on the street in an ice cream truck. Yeah, so that was like that's that's the three pieces of evidence. So mm-hmm. we have uh evidence against these two from a snitch ass bitch who admitted eight years later that he lied under oath. Ooh. In his own words, in William Love's own words, he said, I did the quote, I did so because it suited my own selfish purposes. The explanation as to why I gave evidence is this. The police pressurized me to give evidence against Campbell, who they clearly believed was guilty of arranging to set fire to Doyle's house. Ooh. Um, they were like, yeah, don't like, just say this thing and we, you, you won't go to prison, basically. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Um, <laughs> sounds good to me. Um, and then the, uh, the other evidence is from the cops who are under enormous pressure from the public to find people, res- people responsible for this horrible crime. Yeah. 
cops who'd been clowned for years by the public. Yeah. Were literally called the Serious Chimes Squad. Yeah. Chimes unit, whatever. And also they're cops. Like, come on. It yeah. They're cop ass cops too. (laughs) You know? It was yeah. It it's oh the you know, it's never a good situation when the cops are like under a lot of pressure to solve a case. It it almost never gets solved correctly. Yeah. I mean, I can't and one could argue there's always pressure, but like this was so heated and had been going on for so long and was such like a pain point for the community and all this stuff. It's like, it, you know, it's like, you know, their their lieutenant or whatever, their captain was like, you guys need to fucking clean this shit up because. Yeah, it's this, bad. Is, this is bad. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm- baby was a baby was killed this is reflecting poorly on all of us and i don't like it so you know it's like and they just wanted to be over with yeah and i mean to be clear like campbell and Steele were not like these angel men like they totally were they were were like they were like they were criminals they were like these guys they were guys who were out there doing crimes like smashing up vans and they were like the the frighteners, they were frighteners though they weren't killers yeah. they weren't killers but you know who's to say who's but to they say? were out they were out here doing yeah. fuck shit to yeah you know enforce the the you know kind of the these crime syndicates basically that were running amok in glasgow during this time yeah um so after, but they were convicted, and like I said, like they went to jail, and it was like a unanimous, like the jury was like all unanimous on it. Yeah. Um. So after they're convicted, Campbell and Steele tried to have their conviction overturned in 1989, but failed. Um. I. It's yeah. Like, you know, once the so oh this isn't exactly this is maybe their their first um. They're, they're, they this tra- is our first appeal. Right, 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 right. Their they have many appeal. more after this. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they're, 1994 is when the guy, uh, is uh, when yes. William Love says he, like, lied under oath, basically. Or 92, because it was Or 92, I'm later. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. 1992, not 1994. Oh, okay, okay. I'll bring this up in the next part then. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, there these in 1992, these journalists Douglas Skelton and Lisa Brownlee wrote a book called Frightener, and it was about it was it was about uh, it could be about anything, but it was about the the, the frighteners. It was about the frighteners that were out here in the streets of Glasgow doing these like ice cream war shits. Mm-hmm. Um, and they interviewed Love for the book, and that's when he admitted that he lied under oath, and he later signed affidavits attesting to the fact that he had lied under oath. Um, and so after the admission of lying f- uh, from love came out, both Campbell and Steele started going hardcore, started protesting to attempt to politicize their cases. I, is it not just like a given that if someone lied under oath, a case is revisited? Like it's so... A judge has to agree to like reopen the case. Like it has That's to be to go through it a should, process. Yeah. It should automatically reopen. Like mm-hmm. it should. Like we all have. Like I. I don't know. It's hard because what if the what if the jury was like, 
in the room debating and this was the one piece of evidence like his testimony which was a lie was what if they were like yeah everything is like i don't know but then his testimony is like what really puts me over you know i mean that is problem that's the fucking problem with the with with the justice system yeah the judicial judicial system not just in our country but other countries too obviously especially kind of other countries where ours was like derived from you know yeah exactly um Okay, also, uh, yeah, they should be open, but so they tried to appeal this so many times, but the original judge, I think he was, like, um, more than once, like, consulted on whether or not this should go into appeals court, and basically, he is a big panty stain. His name was (laughs) Lord Kincraig, um, and he was the original trial judge, and he told... Campbell and Steele in the court at the original trial that they were like vicious, vicious and dangerous men, which is like, whatever, that seems unnecessary. And like, do you know them? And then also um, he had instructed the jury to believe Campbell and Steele's assertions. um, Oh, no, he had instructed the jury that if they were to believe Campbell and Steele's assertions, then that would be to accept that. And this is, quote, not one or two or four, but a large number of detectives have deliberately come here to perjure themselves, which would mean an implication that there has been a conspiracy by police officers of, and this is another quote, the most sinister and serious kind to saddle the accused wrongly with the crimes of murder and attempted murder and a murder of a horrendous nature, which is all to say that he was like, okay, but like if we throw this out, that means the cops are dirty and do we all want to live in a world where cops are dirty and wouldn't that mean that this would be bad and could we even imagine that that could happen? So let's just put these like kind (laughs) of shitty guys in jail. Yeah, so let's just We don't really know. Yeah. Which is such bullshit justice. And also like... It's not justice. I know. It is the opposite of justice. Uh, Totally, totally. But like... It, it's like a, a it's like a fake it, it feels kind of like a fake um like suburb type justice where it's like ooh we got the bad guys like yeah something might be weird here but isn't it better if we have the bad guys behind bars and it's like well no one's like we're we're not looking at this one incident you're like clouding everything with like you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. so weird i don't know yeah well i mean <sighs> so campbell and Steele started i mean they were always like we did not do this like yeah. from the very beginning obviously yeah but once the uh admission from love came out that he was like i totally lied yeah the police are the ones that were like really trying to make this whole thing happen they were really trying to make fetch happen um <laughs> They they started like like really protesting, and what I mean by that is they literally were doing like high stakes demonstrations, like high profile like things to get attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so Steele escaped from prison several times. Uh, I guess in prison when you're in prison in Scotland, you get to take breaks from prison and go visit your mom, like. <laughs> 
this is not a thing that you can do here in the United States that I'm aware of. Uh, I think you can. Like, I think there's like exceptions sometimes. Like, if you're like a parent is terminally ill or something, like, and they're not able to come see you. I think maybe sometimes you're granted like a leave, but it's yeah, I think but it's not if you're rare. not if you're in jail for or not if you're in prison for murder. I don't think that's like a thing. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, well. Uh, Steele was the, he got like these or these release uh these passes basically yeah to be out of prison for you know whatever and when he got these passes he like literally like escaped yeah and one time like he went up on his uh, on the roof one time and like was doing a rooftop rooftop protest yeah and then another time he super glued himself to the gates of Buckingham Palace, oh my um, God. which, all right, <laughs> that's, you know, that'll get some attention. And yeah. he, but super glue seems not the one. Well, you I need know. to buy time. True. He put on the handcuffs and super glue. So it's like first they have to cut through the handcuffs, you know, mm-hmm. and then they have to like, it took an hour for them to like unsuper glue his hands. And then in that time, all the news vans show up and all the journalists and stuff and they're asking him questions. Bloody hell, there's a fucking what? geezer. <laughs> he super glued himself to the fucking Buckingham Palace. I don't know. My God, mom, did you see? <laughs> I've been watching so much Mom. of that show and they call her mom. Oh, The Crown? No. Uh uh The Gilded Age. Oh, I know, I know. I love it's so it. good. Mum. Yeah. Mom. Yeah, but truly people were like, What a weirdo. Like, why would you do this? You escaped prison or, or your mom's house <laughs> to yeah. um to come down to Buckingham Palace and like glue yourself to the gate and he was like yes I'm innocent why would it like I, I'm get me telling the fuck you, out of jail yeah, <laughs> yeah he's like I'm telling they're like that's so stupid you're a criminal you came down here they're just gonna take you back to jail he's like I know but look why would I do this like why wouldn't I just go hide I'm innocent I want to prove my innocence so right. they were adamant yeah, um, so that was Steele. He was the one who yeah. did the these kind of crazy, intense ones. And then yeah. Campbell protested while he stayed in prison. Um, I don't think he had these passes to get out mm. somehow. Yeah, uh, he wasn't on his mom's roof. No, he wasn't on his mom's roof. Um, but he, while he was in prison, he did um, a pretty intense hunger strike. He mm. also refused to cut his hair. And he made a documentary about mm. – he, like, worked with a documentary filmmaker to, like, do so his were a little bit more like cerebral i guess like his protests um and then so after a lengthy legal argument the secretary of state for scotland referred the case to the appeal court which granted campbell and Steele an interim freedom pending its outcome Mm. uh and then a series of appeals led to a re-examination of the case in 2001 campbell and Steele were finally set free in 2004 the original arsonists were never found Oh, so it was yeah. it was like all but proven that these guys yeah, they yeah. were innocent they weren't like the they weren't the ones yeah like they weren't they were doing some fuck shit but they didn't do this fuck shit and in yeah. the court and in the court and during this trial that's the fuck shit they were on trial for yeah and they didn't do that one it was yeah. The other yeah oh <sighs> some, man some ice cream bullshit man it's 
fascinating. Yeah, the the fact that they like never found who actually did it. But you know, that's the thing with like a community like this. No one's snitching. Mm-mm. Unless your name is William Love. <laughs> oh, yeah, but he lied. Yeah, but it's still snitching on people. Still, True. still, still got people put in prison. True. I mean, it's it's still snitching even if you're not like, yeah, you know. I don't know. He yeah. he he lied to save his ass from going into prison, so he sucks. Yeah, they should have turned the they should have turned the spotlight back onto him. Why is he lying? Was he yeah. there? No, I don't Why know. Why you always lying? <laughs> oh, you're lying. <laughs> Why you always lying? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh. So oh, good. what a what a crazy time the eighties were, man. I that what a trippy thing to have turf wars about, though. Like, I, I guess you could have turf wars about anything. Um, yeah, ice cream trucks, though. It is. It's such a fun detail. Like, I mean, it's not fun, but it's you know. I've just had um, the song "Ice Cream Castles" stuck in my head by the time you know that song. Oh, I don't know. Ice cream castles in the sky. It's, oh, no, I don't yeah. know. It's a it's a good song. It was like oh, okay. it was like the band that Prince was in. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Oh, um, okay. Well, I'll so have I've to just check had it out. that I've just had that song in my head the entire oh. time we've been doing this episode. You know what was weird? Okay, you know how like how um um sirens are different in different countries? The ice cream mm-hmm. song is also different in different countries. Oh yeah, they do green sleeves. I think it's in like fancy. Scotland. Yeah, it's like a yeah. It's like Lady Guinevere is coming down the street on a giant cone, and we have and we have the fucking like the entertainer or that's not as bad as yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, God, it's always, yeah. There's another one, it's, too. I feel like, I can't remember. I feel like New York has a different one, maybe. Yeah, I, I feel like I've heard green sleeves before. I don't know. Who's to say? How does green sleeves go again? Didn't Henry VIII write that for Anne Boleyn? Oh, I don't know. That's cool. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't oh. know. It makes me think of people dance, like, my lord, may I have this dance? Yeah. My lady. (laughs) My lady. Did you glue yourself to the gates of Buckingham Palace? You glued yourself? Oh, no, that I, oh. I think that was Irish and bad. Yeah, well. I'm sorry. I've committed some sort of crime. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Erin. I'm with the special chimes unit or special chimes you know what i think we're done here (laughs) (laughs) no what i was gonna say that's highly relevant to this episode what oh i asked okay i like i had to give violent jade like you know um some like talking points (laughs) and i said I said like really nice stuff and the, th- that he said also. And then I said um, also um, is great at fart jokes and the, and mediocre at accents. <laughs> I 
I'm sad he didn't. He skipped over that. He skipped over that talking point. I know. I and I was like, he didn't say fart. That would have been so great if we got Violin J to say fart. Maybe on the Uh, next one. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll make it an annual thing. Yeah, that'd be fun. Oh God. All right. Whoop whoop. Um, Whoop whoop. Thank you guys for listening. That's all I got on this. Um, yeah, me too. Th- there's more to it. Obviously, we gave you the basics. But uh, if yeah. you want to read more about it, there's lots of fun information about it. So Lots of articles, lots of documentaries. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Um, follow us on social media. Mm, at DTFU Podcast, all the places. Yeah, go to our website, DTFUPodcast.com. Mm-hmm. And check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash DTFU podcast. Yes, we would love that. Um, All right. Um, Stay excellent to yourselves. And each other. Mm. Bye-bye.